Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. On this week's episode of The Complacence, Adrian Creamsicle is forced to face the fact that the Complacents are dead. However, it's not a fact. The Complacents and their new alien friends are battling the evil space czar. The next voice you hear is coming to you from April 13th, 1996. You can't go to sleep yet. Not until you've heard the sketch comedy of The Complacence. Coming up soon, here on WNUR Freeform. The Complacence, sketch comedy for the thinking person, coming up soon on WNUR Freeform. You know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, it's less than a day until the sketch comedy of The Complacence begins on WNUR, so stay tuned. Portions of WNUR's programming may be inappropriate for younger or more sensitive listeners. However, WNUR believes this material to be artistically and culturally significant. We will play this music only between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. And thank you for listening to 89.3 WNUR-FM, Chicago's sound experiment, where the sketch comedy of The Complacence is closer than ever to hitting the airwaves. And now, The Complacence, starring The Complacence. Everybody hop inside Around the world on a magic ride Big time adventure and fun Rock and roll music for everyone So take my hand You've never seen such a magical land When you feel blue The complacence will be there for you Five days since the Complacence's latest album came out, and two weeks since the Complacence disappeared into space. Their manager, Adrian Creamsicle, has given up hope of ever seeing them again. I 
given up hope of ever seeing him again. How can you say something like that? Because when's the last time someone came back to Earth after spending two weeks in space? It happened to my mother. She was kidnapped by a UFO and spent two weeks on another planet. That explains a lot. Unfortunately, the complacents weren't in a UFO. They were in a tiny little escape pod with no food or water. Or instruments. That's right, so they couldn't perform any songs up there anyway. Speaking of which, isn't it about that time of the week? You mean the time of the week when Agnew Arduros calls up to update me on the latest Complacence album sales figures? Oh, yeah, it's time for that, too. How could I think about how well the albums are selling at a time like this? The Complacence are missing and presumed dead. But only by us. That's right. We're the only ones who know about this. Yeah, you're right, Blindy. I can't believe that magazine reporter didn't catch on to my scheme. Or even Agnew Arduros himself. When we did that the last track for the album ourselves, pretending to be the Complacents. But, you know, if the Complacents are dead, you're going to have to tell Agnew Arduros sometime. As the president of Flaming Highway Records, he deserves to know. I guess I'll have to tell him sometime. It'll just take as long as possible to tell him. He's going to be mad. Unless it turns out he really wanted to get rid of the Complacents all this time, in which case he's going to be pretty happy about the whole thing. Hmm, this must be him. Hello? Hello, Adrian Greensickle. Mr. Duros? Is that you? Yes, it is me. How do you like my new voice synthesizer? W what happened? Did you have a, a track a treat <clears throat> a throat operation? No, I just bought one of these to give my vocal cords a break for a while. Ah, how much does one of those go for? A lot less than you might think, especially if you buy a used one like I did. I see. So, Adrian Greensickle, what do you want? What I want? You called me. Sorry about that. My finger slipped onto the what-do-you-want button. The reason I called is to give you the sales figures for the new album. Okay, lay it on me. 900,000. Did your finger slip onto the thousand button? No, I'm at 900,000. This is sensational. It is the best first week sales in Flaming Highway Records history. Did you read the review in Entertainment Weekly? It was a review in Entertainment Weekly? Yes. They especially liked the last track, Sock Monkey. They said it proved the Complacents were the most versatile band of today. Wow. 900,000 copies sold? This is just starting to sink in. That's almost copper or uranium or whatever metal it is they give to a big hunk of. And so I have almost finished setting up a Complacents world tour. They will be playing mid-sized theaters all over North America, then a few shows in Europe and Asia, and a big pay-per-view finale live from Osaka. A Complacents world tour? That's great! That's fabulous! Well, can I call you back after I uh, talk with the band about it? You need to talk to the band about it. I would think they would be delighted at the prospect of a large tour. It means more money and chickens for everyone. They, they are delighted, really. I, I just want to, you know, find out what kind of bus we should charter. I was thinking more along the lines of a Winnebago. Uh, no, I think Gunn is against that kind of abuse of the name of a Native American tribe or something like that. I'll call you back later. Bye. I will be expecting your call, Adrian Creamsicle. A world tour? What are we going to do? We could play arena shows. I mean, from the back, I'm sure we'd look just like the Complacents. But we're not that big yet. We're only playing mid-sized theaters. How about a celebrity look-alike contest? Oh, yeah, like I'm sure there's already a big demand for Fred James look-alikes. Yeah. You never know. Someone might have had a Maze-themed party. But they won't be able to complain the Complacents' songs, especially a Fred look-alike. No, faking out a reporter who didn't know us and then faking out everyone who when they couldn't see us are two things. Faking out the audience on the live tour is a third thing, and it's completely different, and I don't see anything else I can do besides go ahead and tell Agnew Arduro's the bad news. 
You have reached the voice synthesizer of Agnew R. Duros. Uh, I guess I got his voicemail. No, you did not, Adrian Kinsigal. You got me. What did you decide about the bus? Uh, well, we, we really didn't decide anything. Then I will just pick a bus, and you can blame it on me if Johnny Angelo does not like it. No, that's not the problem. <clears throat> you see, I got something to tell you. And that is? Well, the complacence of missing in space. In space? Yeah, it's a long story, but basically what happened was about two weeks ago, we teamed up with some superheroes to defeat the evil Swami Salami, who's after things golden auto up strings and God knows what else, and we did defeat him, but then we had to escape in these escape pods. Complacents got in one together, and something happened, and they went into space! We thought they were in orbit at first, but then we fired a rocket at them to get them down, and that didn't work, so I think they ended up in deep space somewhere, and they didn't have enough food or water to survive, and I think they're dead by now! The Complacents are dead? Hold on a minute. Two weeks ago... Then how was the song Sock Monkey recorded? <clears throat> well, that was me, uh, my secretary, Alanis, and our roadie, Blindy. I was going to use some studio trickery on it to make it sound a little more like it was the complacent singing, but then you showed up here right after we finished and asked for the tape. That partially explains the strange magazine interview with the complacents that just came out. Yeah, that was me and Alanis and Blindy again pretending to be the complacent. The complacents being dead may be the best news I've heard in a long time. I'm pretty broken up about it myself. Wait a minute, did... Did you... did your voice synthesizer just say best? Yes, and it wasn't a slip of the button this time. 900,000 albums was just the beginning. Now that they're dead, sales will skyrocket of everything they've ever released. And even things they didn't release. I can see it now. The Complacence Anthology 1. Sales will skyrocket? That's right. Do you think Richie Valens would sell any records today if not for that plane crash? Or especially the Big Bopper? Hey, he was pretty talented. Wait a minute, didn't you say the tour was booked? It still is booked, only now it will be a Complacence Tribute, Complacence Mania, or maybe Complacence Palooza, your favorite alternative bands performing songs by your favorite dead alternative band. I'm actually not entirely sure they're dead. For all we know, the escape pod landed in Paris and they've been enjoying a two-week vacation. No, you said it yourself. Presumed dead. I wonder if they would consider a Complacence stamp. I think you have to be dead for ten years to be on a stamp. Surely they can bend the rules for someone of the stature of the complacence. I am going to make a few phone calls. Adrian Creamsicle, I will call you back at a later time. Thanks, Mr. DeRose, I think. News really travels fast in this age of information. Come see. We now return to the CNN special report, Complacence 13. The Recording Industry Association of America has just certified the complacence blast off as platinum. The album, with the now sadly ironic title, has sold over one million copies in the last ten minutes, as news of the complacent's death spread around the world. Here are some comments from fans waiting in line to buy the album in Tin Ear Records in Dayton, Ohio. When I, when I heard the complacent's died, I, I cried. Then I came down here to buy the album. Turn off the TV, Alanis. But it's almost time for Singled Out. Singled Out will not be seen, so we can bring you more complacence videos. The tragic news of their death has been extremely hard on us here at MTV. You never played their videos when they were alive. They're still the same videos. Let us turn the TV off. Good idea. If Singled Out isn't on, I don't want to watch. Um, someone just threw this in the lawn. Must be more mail. That's not hate mail. It's the newspaper. An extra? They put out an extra evening edition for this? I don't believe it. Kareem Sickle Studios. Hello, Adrian Creamsicle. Mr. Duros, what's going on? All this media coverage is wonderful, but it came at kind of a bad time. Blaming Howie Records just acquired a new band, and I have been trying to set something up for them. So I think I will send them over to your studios, and they can be your new band to manage. My new band? 
since the complacents are dead, you need someone to manage. I was thinking this band could record a track for a complacents tribute album, but not the normal kind of tribute album. They should just do a song that sounds like it might be a complacent song. You should have lots of experience with that since you're responsible for Sock Monkey. Is this a band I've heard of? What kind of music do they play? Be nice to them. Their last manager disappeared under mysterious circumstances. I've already sent them to your studios. They should be getting there very soon. I have to go. I have People Magazine on hold. I will talk to you later, Adrian Creamsicle. Bye. I wonder why no one's been calling us about the complacence. I guess Agnew Arturo's is handling everything. Now, apparently there's a band coming over to record a song, so try to be nice to them. Um, Mr. Creamsicle, uh, there's a band here that, that claims it was sent by Agnew Arturo's. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I know. Show him in. This is much better than our last studio. The place was a dank pit. Come on, Bowser. It wasn't that bad. We had some great times and some hit songs there i didn't say it was bad i mean it was literally a dank pit hello there we are your new band we are taekwondo 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 yes great name isn't it but you were i mean the problem with you is it was a few months ago and you guys just because we might have more hit records than the last band you managed that's no reason to go completely mental the last band i managed had a lot of hit records oh yeah cool it bowser we don't want to get off on the wrong foot with our new manager hello they call me evil otto this is bowser hello there this is coily pleased to meet you and this is ridley he's taken a vow of silence except when he sings Hello, well, uh, I'm Adrian Creamsicle, and this is my secretary, Alanis, and uh, your new roadie, Blindy. Adrian Creamsicle. That name sounds familiar. Didn't you have something to do with lunchbox? Lunchbox! Lunchbox! Ah, ow, my ears! Listen, why don't you all go in the studio, uh, get set up, and get yourselves acclimated? Just use the talkback and let me know when you're ready to go. Uh, so far, he seems much nicer than our old manager. Yes, he hasn't complained about a ruby ring once. Alanis, Blindy, do you know who this band is? No, we were hoping you knew. Um, they're, they're that band that's always been out to get the complacents. Oh, yeah, the ones the complacents threw the midgets at, at, at that concert. I can't believe they didn't recognize us. You know, from when they were in court with the complacents after that, and Agnew Arduros wants them to record a complacents tribute song? A complacents tribute song? Yeah, there's going to be a tribute album of bands doing songs like the complacents would have done. Unfortunately, not cover versions of complacent songs, or who knows what Taekwondo would do. Um, they'd probably throw midgets at us. Well, listen, if anyone asks, you've never been involved with the complacents, either of you. I mean, if anyone in Taekwondo asks. Alanis, maybe you'd better not say anything at all for a while, just as a precaution. I'll just be like that one Taekwondo guy. A vow of silence. That's me. Silent Alanis. I'll just be quiet. So and... go ahead and do it! All right, we're ready in here. Ready? Hey, maybe the next album should be called... Ready, kill a lot. That's, that's pretty funny. So, guys, let me tell you what's up. You probably heard about what happened to the complacents. Something happened to the complacents? Did they get arrested for drug possession? Did they get eaten by lunchbags? Lunchbox! Lunchbox! Ow! No, no, they're in outer space and they're dead. The complacents are dead? Ding dong, the complacents are dead. The complacents dead! Long live Taekwondo! Oh, how I've waited for this day. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Agnew Arturos is the president of Flaming Highway Records. We know who Agnew Arturos is. 
He had this idea to do Complacent's tribute album, but instead of doing cover versions of Complacent songs, all the bands would do their own songs, but it would be songs that sounded like the Complacent's would do them. Do you get what I mean? No. I get you, but Taekwon Dump on a Complacent's tribute album would be like Saran Sirhan on a Bobby Kennedy tribute album. That's right, it would be nice and ironic. That's just the kind of thing our fans go for. Strike while the irony is high. All in favor of doing a song for the Complacent's tribute album, say aye, except for you, Ridley. Aye. Aye. All right. Nice to see you being so cooperative. In fact, we already have a song that would be perfect for this album. We do? Yes. The one we wrote during Nightline the other night. I love this song. It's topical, just like skin cream. That's right. The Complacent's are the itch. And we're the anti-itch medication. He's only as directed. All right. Uh, well, then, if you're ready, gentlemen, uh, play. Oh, little Jessica, you're cleared for takeoff. Oh, little Jessica, you're cleared for takeoff. Oh, little Jessica, you're cleared for taking off your clothes. At 7,000 feet, I will thrill you. Your pleasure so severe, it might kill you. So let your daddy stop your crying. In 30 seconds, you'll be flying. in there, guys. That didn't sound at all like a complacent song. Why are you being so nice to them, anyway? I'm not being that nice to them. 
You should hear how the song's going to sound when Agnew Arduros gets it. I'm honoring the memory of the complacents by doing what they would want me to do. Destroying Taekwondo! You're listening to The Complacents on WNUR. Last week on The Curtain, Bucky was changed into a chicken by Chet the Man God's clever trickery. The world is unsafe once more, and more important to our story, Dr. Patriot is left without a roommate in Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. The Curtain's apartment. Where did Bucky go off to? He said we'd be back soon from um, some wholesome American fast food. I guess I'll just have to go out and get something. But I gave him the last of my money. I suppose I could order something, but all my credit cards have reached their limits. Blasted infomercials and their clever sales techniques. Ironic, though. All these sales shooters and no salad. Surely the American public will help me after my years of service. Outside on the sidewalk. Excuse me, miss. What is it, man? You know, just because a guy has long hair, he goes out into the street and has to get picked on by macho, muscular idiots like you. I'd just like to point out that you're fashionable red, white, and blue food-stained tights are ten times more effeminate, effeminate than my flowing hair. I hope you have fun when you're 40 and you have a nice pot belly remembering the glory days of your musculature when you weren't a television-enslaved middle-aged crisis heart attack victim. Do you realize who I am? I don't really care who you are. In fact, here's a dollar for you to go over to that fast food restaurant. I want you to buy a nice grease burger and scoff it down so you can move closer to your deathbed for me. Goodbye! Success. One fast food burger later. Mmm, just as good as on the commercials. Flame fried, juicy, lots of artificial cheese. Somehow, I don't think it's going to come as easy. Hey, uh, buddy. Where's that voice coming from? Down here, in the gutter. My God, a talking rat. Yo también puedo hablar en español. My God, it's bilingual. You better believe it. And let me tell you, being this sort of rat, it sells. Just like Babe. Enough with the computer animation Hollywood stuff. We're talking the sideshow circus and the real stuff, not some Lollapalooza crap. Uh, I don't quite understand. Look at me. What do you see? A talking rat. I mean beyond that, my appearance. Well, you're furry, gray, a long tail, and you are rather hefty. You better believe it. You're talking to one well-fed rat here. But we're not talking fallen scraps here or nothing. The best imported cheese products. Fresh organic grains. Velveeta. Craft singles? Individually sliced as always. You get... So. So. You get all of this food in a sideshow? Now you got it. And in my spare time, I go off scrouting for new acts. And right now, we're short a strong man. <laughs> he is a strong man. Hmm... Think quick about it, buddy. Hmm. Time's running out. You have a deal there, you fine specimen of American rat. Will Dr. Patriot follow this new career path? If so, will he get to wear the same superhero tights? Tune in next week to find out the answer to these questions and more. What would happen if there were a sketch with no jokes and only plot points? It's a radio experiment here on 89.3 WNUR-FM, Evanston, Chicago. Last week on The Complacents, The Complacents were taken captive by the horrible guards of the evil Space Czar after being betrayed by the space troll, Herg Herg Kuzkuz. But that didn't make any sense to you unless you tuned in two weeks ago when The Complacents were recruited by the space vixen Siren in order to reclaim her throne to the Intergalactic Federation of Empires. And you wouldn't understand how The Complacents got into space 
until you listen to the dramatic season finale last quarter. If you're just tuning in, welcome to The Complacents, the story of four musicians who came to be in a band and found love and laughs along the way. We now join The Complacents in the evil spaces ours prison cell. I just don't understand it. Don't understand what, Johnny Angelo? I don't understand how we got taken prisoner. That's easy. Those two pigmen came onto the ship, and then that big space troll turned out to be their friend, and he was going to help them fight us. Now that it would have mattered, because we still had them outnumbered three to one. Plus, we had all those weapons that the cyborg Zixon had converted from the life support systems. And just when we was about to blast them to shiver timbers, all our weapons start squirting out oxygen and vitamin C. Vitamin C! Hey, can't a genius make a mistake once in a while? anyway, that's when we were all taken captive. Oh, I think I get it, but it's all so confusing. I've been feeling really lightheaded. Yeah, actually, uh, you sound a little funny, too. Really? Hmm. Well, it probably ain't nothing. Um, excuse me, Siren? Yes, Fig? Uh, I have a question. Yes? Well, if this is the Federation of Intergalactic Empires... Actually, it's an Intergalactic Federation of Empires. Oh, Okay, well, then, uh, how come there's only one jail cell in the whole prison? Like I told you, the rule of the Federation is determined by whoever holds control of the weapons. When you have control of all the weapons in an entire intergalactic Federation, not too many people step out of line. Really? You mean there was never an attempt at a revolution to usurp power from this evil dictatorship of the space czar? Allow me to rephrase. Not too many people step out of line who aren't immediately executed. But, Siren, if you once had control of the weapons, how did you lose it to the space czar? I was taking a shower, and I left it on the counter. I suspect the space czar picked the lock. Up, up, baby John, baby John. Shush, Whirlybird. I hear guards approaching. It's okay, Michelle. I'm here for you. All right. The puke sucks. You got an appointment with a space star. You can tell the space star that he'll have to schedule at least 15 minutes in advance. Yeah, no walking. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking out of the other fire ass when the space star gets done with you. He's going to hit you so hard we'll make your ass. And then we'll be talking out the other side of your ass. Just like you. Muse. Yes, Siren. The guard appears to be as stupid as he is gross. Try to distract him by sticking your leg out between the bars of our cell. Yes, Your Majesty. Hmm? Look at those damn. Oh, yeah. Let me go. Whoa. I heard your thick one. Yeah. All right, everyone, break out. Okay, let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 now, you're gonna come see the space bar so I gotta take another bite out of your girlfriend over here. All right, guard. We'll see the czar, but you'll pay for Muse's flesh. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, that trouble digestion sick. A short while later, the complacents and friends stand in the space czar's magnificent throne room, awaiting the arrival of their captor. This is all so horrible. Now, Fig, don't panic. But this is all so scary. That evil space czar is going to come in here, and then he's going to eat all our legs. Now, Fig, shush. Where's Mr. Creamsicle? He always knows what to do. Mr. Creamsicle! Mr. Creamsicle isn't here. Mr. Creamsicle is in another solar system somewhere. He's not here to clean up your messes for you anymore. Now you've got to stop being a mama's boy and start taking care of yourself. Grow up! Enough, Gunner. This is not helping. Oh, like you're being a big help. You're the one who got us into this, Siren. You're the one who made us infiltrate this lousy kingdom and get all captured and stuff. Gunner. And all of you, I truly apologize for placing your lives in danger. But the millions of lives we might save far outweigh any risk we now face. What we must do now is focus on the task at hand. We have to get control of the Federation's weapons away from the Space Czar. And how do you propose we do that? The Czar controls the Federation's weapons with a red button. He keeps it in his front pocket. A single red button? How marvelous. Now, if I know the Tsar, he'll challenge me to a duel in the arena area. When he does, I'll distract him while the rest of you rush in and pickpocket him. But, but to enter the arena area when that challenge means certain death. Yes, the death is certain, but the time of death is not. Just get that button. Shut up, smuck. All hail Thank you, guys. You served me well. Oh, look what we have here. If it isn't prisoners. Yes, my lord. Well, aren't you going to introduce us? Oh, I won't, my lord. Starting with the most obscure from someplace I don't know. Here are four people I don't know. They come from a race called the Complacements. John, Andrew, Fig, Gunner, and Fred. Yes, interesting. Their offense? Please state their offenses along with their names. Treason of the highest order, my sir. Really? Now, another creature I don't know from some uh, stupid place, a stupid wag beast who sputters the nonsense. Her only offense being an unthinking beast. You don't listen to him, Michelle. A space pirate wanted to have three space sectors for space piracy, Astro Beard. And don't forget me, pet dragon, Whirlybird. A former Imperial computer genius. Current genius. Former technician uh, stole Imperial computers and built a body for his brain named Vixon. Thank you. And last but not least, condemned to death for being a deposed ruler, Siren. Oh, that's right. I knew there was something important about this appointment. Well... Why don't we just settle this right away? Yes, let's begin the challenges. But why don't we have some fun, babe? God! Yeah. No, no, not you. That other one. Who are you? Me? I'm Herger Cuscus. He's the traitor who helped us. Excellent. 
Why don't you fight Astrobeard in the arena area? Me? But he's my friend. Friend, huh? I'll slice you up, buddy boy. Yeah, slice you. You shall battle in the arena area, a titillating and tilting platform in which various power tools periodically poke through the floor. That looks horrible. Say, Argurg, what happens if you fall off that platform? I don't know. I think it's a bottomless pit. Well, why don't you find out? Poot. What? Why you? Poopy? God! Yeah, you! Get on that platform and kill that guy! Oh, you got on the kiln so dead will be embalming his blood that's all over the floor. Activate the arena area! Look at him go! I'm getting real dizzy just watching him. I think I'm starting to notice a pattern in the order of these power tools are coming up out of the floor. Really? Yeah, it's sort of like press your luck. At this rate, it will take all day to get those weapons from the Tsar. We need an opportunity. Oh, opportunity! Hey, look! That little old dragon's flying over the arena area. Oh, look! Oh, space dragon! Good thing little space dragons don't breathe the fire! Oh, Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Oh, a girl, whirly bird, just like I taught you. I was afraid this platform would be the end of me. Arg! Power drool pierced my... my foot while I wasn't looking. I... died! Finally! I thought he'd never die. We can't let the others take that long. Guard, give Zixon the alligator clip. Here, take this. What is it? They're alligator clips. They look like jumper cables. Chut, chut. Now, why would a space star need jumper cables? Please, accept the alligator clips and take off your rubber gloves. Oh. Okay. Oh my god. Now that's more like it. I think I'm pass out. What? What is that? I can't hear. Turn off the stupid arena area. What'd you say? I said, I think I'm pass out. Oh, a volunteer, is it? No, he's feeling faint. I think he's caught some illness. I'm feeling worse than a bell in a ringer. Well, why don't you let him sit in my throne? I'd hate for someone to feel woozy in my presence. Actually, that'd be great. No! Why not, Siren? It's not like the Tsar is sitting down in it. He's been standing the entire time. Gunner, just follow my lead. No thanks, Tsar. He'll just lay on the floor. Okay, but don't say I didn't try to be a good host. So, who shall I kill next? How about that stupid creature? No! Shut up, fool! Let me have a look at the creature. Hmm, interesting complexion. But what's this? A skunk's tail! Ludalar! Hmm, I guess it just looks like a skunk's tail. Blue? My, aren't we a friendly one? Hey, that's my leg now. Michelle, what are you doing? Can't you see, fool? She likes me. I've always been good with animals. Come here, kitty. Why don't you sit in my lap? Boo, 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 no, boo, Michelle. Boo, 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 boo. Shh, shh. 
think. Just watch. Yes, that's right, kitty. Right up in my lap. Click. No! Not the button! All the weapons have gone off. Now you have no more weapons to threaten the people with Czar. You mean you don't have any spare ammunition for any of the weapons? From the looks of things outside, they don't have any people left to threaten. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I don't know how to do anything but be the Czar. I went to school to be a machinist, but I forgot everything and my mom threw out my notes. Well, Czar, now that there's no weapons, we're a peaceful civilization, aren't we? So why don't we try ruling in peace? Together. Tsarina? Sire? Aw, oh, they're holding hands. And so a Fig and Michelle. But what about us, Siren? Everything's worked out for you, but we're still stuck here. How are we gonna get home? Home? Why, you've had the power to go home all along. We did? You did? No, I, I mean, I did. I had the power to send you home. So I guess I'll do that right now. Just walk through that magic portal right over there. Hey, look! It's the Earth! Come on! Carry me through there! Okay. Come on, Fred. Get his legs. Bye-bye! Hurry, I can only hold the portal for a few moments. We're through! And look, Whirlybird is flying in after us. Early bird. Now how about Michelle? Blue, blue. Come on, Michelle. Come on. Fred, why isn't she coming? Why didn't she come? I'm sorry, Fig. Maybe she had finally found a place where she was meant to be, in the space czar's lap. Oh, it feels so good to be back on Earth. Being out in space was giving me some kind of weird fever, but now it feels nice and cool. Actually, it's pretty damn cold and dark. What time is it? Hey, according to my watch, it should be one in the afternoon. Hmm, maybe it's a result of the theory of relativity. Wait a minute, guys. I don't think that's it. Uh, what do you mean, Johnny? I mean, I'm lying here on the ground, and I'm looking up at the stars, and I'm telling you, the constellations, they look different. What do you mean, Johnny? What I mean, Fig, is Siren didn't bring us back to Earth. She brought the Earth to us. Oh my god, this is sure to have some effect on the next episode of The Complacence, so you'd better tune back in to the next episode of The Complacence in 166 and three quarters hours, right here on WNUR. The Complacence, back on Earth, but still out in space. <laughs> Back now in the present, here's what's coming up on the next episode. The complacents are back on Earth, but everyone else is a little too distracted to notice, what with the sudden absence of the sun. Until next time, this has been The Complacents Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer, speaking.